And now, back to Answers for Elders as we honor our military veterans. Carriage is the proud sponsor of our veteran segment, hosted by former Seattle Seahawk, Dennis Boyd. Hi, this is Dennis Boyd. We're down here at Patriots Landing in DuPont, Washington. This is part of the uh, Veterans of the Month Award that's sponsored by Carriage and specifically by Patriots Landing. Today we're visiting with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Wasserstrom, uh, and Dan has spent 26 years in the Air Force, and Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dennis. Dan, what we try to do is just to kind of get an idea and a taste for people to uh, to feel like you said some of our veterans that uh, our resources here, the people and the experiences that they've been through. Tell me a little bit about your military career. Where do you want me to start? Well, let's start at the beginning. It's a good spot. Okay. In 1956, I enlisted in the Air Force, and uh, they sent me to school to become a personnel specialist. And back then, before the digital age, we had to do morning reports every morning, and uh, that was my job. And uh, so I eventually got promoted to... uh, two stripes to what was then an airman second class. And I like to tell the story that I was frozen in grade to the next grade. So I couldn't become an NCO. So I decided to become an officer. I mean, that's more or less what happened anyway. And while I was enlisted, I had one overseas assignment and that was to Yokota air base in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and from then, I came back. Actually, my the assignment I had coming home uh, was to Bowling Air Base, Air Force Base in Washington D.C. And uh, while I was going through tech school at Scott, uh, the buddy of mine and myself went to this amusement park, and we were going to tech school at uh, Scott Air Force Base in Illinois. But we came into St. Louis went to the amusement park, which was called Highlands Park back then. And we happened to uh, see these two girls walking down the street. And uh, we, uh, I had never done this in my life before, but we stopped and asked them a question because they, uh, in St. Louis, they had this big uh, paddle wheeler out there called the Admiral. And we wanted to find out more about it. So that's where I met my future wife. And it was sort of a pickup, and I've never done that in my life before. Mm -hmm. And so she, we got engaged, and she uh, went uh, to D.C. with me on that assignment. And I finally got accepted to what was then, they don't have it anymore, the aviation cadets Mm -hmm. to become a pilot. And we were from the second from the last class. And... uh, so I went uh, to various schools. It was went to Bainbridge, Georgia, and then Vance Air Force Base in Enid, Oklahoma, to finish up. And I graduated as a in March seventeenth, nineteen sixty one, as a second lieutenant. Got my wings, and got married the same day in a triple wedding at the base chapel. Not not much going on that day. No, not no. much going on that day. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of, that was also my brother's birthday. Okay. And St. Patrick's Day. So it was an easy one to remember. So when you get your wings, do they actually, do the, does the Air Force then designate 
which uh, type of aircraft you'll be flying at that point, or is that something they determine at a later time? Well, it depended on your position uh, in the class. I think I was number six in the class. Uh, by the way, in aviation cadets, we started out with our class of 400. Now huh. they disperse out to various training bases, mm-hmm. and we ended up with 200. Mm. So we lost about 50% uh, in that on washouts. So, uh, um, so when I did get my bars and wings, my parents, of course, were there. So my mother pinned on my bars, and Joan, my wife, pinned my future wife that day, pinned on my <laughs> wings. And uh, our first assignment, actually, before our first assignment was Charleston Air Force Base, South Carolina. This is 1961 now. Mm-hmm. But before we went there, I had to go through survival training at Reno at Stead Air Force Base, which was a lot of fun. Because yeah. that was <laughs> back in the days where they put you in a mock prison camp. This was after the Korean War, of course, and uh, tried to break you down, but it's easy to get through it. So we uh, went to Charleston in the spring of... 61, and we were stationed there till 1970. And the airplanes I flew, the first airplane I flew was a C-121 Super Constellation as a co-pilot. And we then transitioned in 1963 to the C-130 Hercules, and 1966 to the C-141 Starlifter. And of course, during that time, the Vietnam War was going on, so we were flying back and forth to Vietnam and back. And what I remember about that the most, well, well a couple things, but uh, and I can go on. But one was uh, we generally carry supplies over. Uh, and what amazed me is, uh, if you know the C-141, it was a pretty big airplane, could carry a lot of stuff. Well, we'd take over the replacement barrels for the Army's 175-millimeter artillery, which were huge. Mm -hmm. We can only carry two barrels on that airplane. That much weight. That much weight, yeah. Okay. But coming back, what I think about the most is most of my air coming back was with AeroVacs, bringing the guys back. And uh, that was really, you know, made me feel real good. What didn't make me feel so good was right around Tet when we were in uh, Tansanut Air Base in Saigon, they um, loaded the airplane, but that airplane was full uh, about three three to four high of, of aluminum caskets, KIAs. So, you really start to... Uh visibly see the cost yes it's being paid yeah and plus with the particular night we were in Tansanut was in the middle of Tet and we were on the ground and uh, we had to make a very high approach coming in and take off and get high rapidly because the bad guys were at the gate for where you could hear them you could hear the firing at the gate yeah so, um, so going back, and then nineteen seven—that's nineteen seventy. They actually 
uh, we were looking for an assignment to Europe or someplace else. You know, we had been to Charleston 10 years. And uh, when I, people used to say, when you're going to do something, what are they going to do? Send me to Vietnam? Well, in 1970, they did. Mm-hmm. So I spent a year in Cameron Bay from 1970 to 1971. It was also airlift, but it was under Pacific Air Forces, under their A-34th Air Division. It was an airlift control element, ALC is what we call them, for in-country airlift. So I spent a year in Cameron with there, and uh, then came back to the States. And, of course, they had too many pilots then. Mm. So uh, rather than get back into airlift, uh, they put me in rated supplement into Minuteman missiles at Grand Forks, North Dakota, for four years. Hmm. Which was a lot of fun. And uh, actually it was. We enjoyed it, except for the cold. <laughs> I think people in North Dakota would agree with you there. So. Yeah. And uh, from there, we uh, we came to uh, McCord mm-hmm. in 1976. And I retired from the Air Force in 1982. And uh, we lived in Lakewood. Uh, in the Oak Brook area all that time. Uh, we've, we bought a house when we got here in 76. And the reason we stayed there was because from every window in the back, in the backyard, you had a beautiful view of the mountain, mm. Mount Rainier. Yeah. And uh, so we were going to stay there, you know, until I passed away, except that in uh, 2014... <clears throat> I ended up with uh, lymphoma, hmm. which, because there was no cancer in the family, they attributed it to Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went through all the procedures on that. They, they had me on a uh, protocol of six chemo sessions. And uh, luckily... It's in remission. It's been in remission for two and a half years now. So uh, I feel pretty good. But my boys said, time to move on. And by the way, when I was with Alaska Airlines, uh, and I got it with them in 1984, uh, I wasn't actually flying as a pilot, although I did get typed in the 737 because I was teaching simulator and you mm-hmm. had to. And... Um, but I was in the training, the pilot training department, flight operations training, and I worked my way up from instructor to director of flight operations training for Alaska. And so I was with them 17 years, retired in 2001. So, and then I was continuing flying. I uh, used to instruct at the Fort Lewis Flying Club. When they closed that, I got in Civil Air Patrol mm-hmm. and I was flying with them. And finally, in 1980, 19 or 2012 I had a uh, let's go back 1993 I had uh, bypass surgery also attributed to Agent Orange so I was on a a FAA special issuance medical 1912 uh, it even though I was doing okay unfortunately the FAA medical people said no so they denied me medical, and I stopped flying then. 
And we moved here in, uh, to Patriots Landing in 2015 and uh, have been there here ever since. Uh, I'm married, uh, been married for as for 56 years. And we have I have two boys. One actually works for Hewlett Packard. Other one is uh, that's Stephen. Eric, uh, my youngest, was in the Air Force. Uh, he actually went through University of Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. Air, Air Force ROTC was in the Air Force, and is now flying for Alaska Airlines. And uh, they each have two sons. So I had two sons, and they each had two sons. And the only other than my wife is my daughter-in-laws in the family. Well, history repeating itself then. Huh? Yes. Yes. So how's your stay been here at Patriots Landing? Really, really enjoy it. This is a great place. I remember when it was built in 2005, uh, when I was in the care center for my lymphoma in the university place, we, my wife and, uh, and my boys went looking for a place to move to, uh, and they looked all over the immediate area around here, and we ended up here, which is great because we, uh, my medical's down at Madigan, mm-hmm. so we're right near everything. Yes, it's uh, Patriots Landing is not just the staff and the people here, but it's people like you that that make this uh, the the uh, retired military. And uh, I can't tell you, just as a outsider coming in, you walk in here and you understand the every time you turn around, there's somebody has done something amazing here or something like this, and you all get your new people. You people, you treat it as if it was just every day, and yet we every time I hear a story, it just amazes me of what you've accomplished. Well, there's so many great people in the residents here and the staff. Yes. Yes. Lieutenant Colonel, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you taking the time to share your story and uh, your family and grandchildren should be very proud of everything you've done. Well, thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you. This has been a special Honoring Veterans presentation of Answers for Elders brought to you by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.